scripture that we've been reading uh, in the past, and then we're going to go to some other verses of scripture. But anyhow, that Matthew chapter 7, verses uh, 21, starting with verse 21, 21 through 23. Now, uh, we, we talked about the law of, remember we talked about the law of agreement? Amen. It's, imp it's important. The law of agreement is important. Where any two agree is to touching anything on earth, it shall be done for them. Amen. Uh, say this with me. Say, where any two agree on earth as to touching anything, it'll be done for them. How many of you need something done for you? Well, come into agreement with somebody. Amen. Come into agreement with somebody. Come, in, come, come together with somebody that'll agree with you and make it clear. Because Michael tried to get me to agree with him, and I didn't agree with him for a while. I mean, I agreed with him, but I, I kept trying to give him advice, and I should have just come into agreement with him, you know? And finally, when I did come into agreement with him, I think, you know, that agreement uh, does something in the spirit to make things come to pass. Amen. Amen. If someone don't agree with you when, you when you ask them to agree with you, say, listen, I'm asking you to agree with me. This is what I heard the Lord say. Agree with me. Amen. And uh, so if there are things that you need to see pushed through, come into, you know what? Take, take a moment right now. Come into, you know, I, this is crazy. I don't even, I don't even want to do this. This would be like a Wednesday night. I want you to find someone that is not your significant other. I want you to find someone, if you have something you need to come through and to push through and to get to the other side of, I want you to find someone in this building right now to have them come into agreement with you. Tell them what it is and ask them to come into agreement with you. Do it right now. Do it right now. We're going to come into agreement with one another. We're coming into agreement with one another right now in the name of Jesus. You have something you need? You want someone to agree with you? Andrea, you got something you need agreement with? Stay in agreement with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I agree. I agree with you in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Did you get some things agreed on? All right. So that, that law of agreement will, uh, will uh, activate or, or necessitate that we, then, that we then go and begin to function in that law of confession. Now that you've come into agreement about a thing, your confession needs to change. You say, what do you mean your confession? Here's what you need to say. If, if you agreed with someone for uh, healing, Lord, I thank you for my healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that I was healed 2,000 years ago, and I received that healing and the manifestation of that healing today for your glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for health and wholeness. Amen. When you, listen, when you feel pain, thank you, Lord, for healing, health, and wholeness. Lord, I thank you that I'm the healed of God. Hallelujah. 
If it's finance, Lord, I thank you that every need is met. I, Lord, I thank you that you've canceled every debt. Lord, I thank you that you've supplied not only my needs, but Lord, you're doing exceeding abundantly above all I could ask or think according to the power that works in me. Lord, I thank you for more than enough. Lord, I thank you that supernatural increase is headed my way. I will say what I have and I will have what I say. Doors of opportunity are opening for me today. Supernatural increase is headed my way. Amen. I received that, Ted. You get it? So the law of agreement will demand that your confession change. Amen. I thank you for open doors, Lord. Doors are opening for us, and the fire of revival is falling. I thank you, Father, that you're opening up doors, brand new doors, doors we've never been through before, with people we've never met and never seen, that we're coming into alignment to, uh, uh, that we're coming into alignment, Lord, to do your will, to open up the floodgates of revival in this nation, in the name of Jesus, that the fire of God is going to fall, that the sick are going to be healed, the bound are going to be set free, that the lost are going to be saved in the name of Jesus, that the church is going to be set ablaze. Amen. 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 We're, we're, that's our confession. So it, 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 mess, it, it goes there then on your confession. Now, let's, let's look at this one. Verse 21. Not, now, y'all remember this, right? Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So that's the, that, stay there, that's the law that, that right there is the law of association. The law of association. Coming, coming into agreement with God's plan. But he who does the will of my Father. Coming into agreement with God. When, when God's people come into agreement with God's plan, then that opens up the door for the Lord to do what it is that he can do. So, but... Um, so not everyone who says this will enter into the kingdom, but he who does the will of my Father. So there are those that they do the work of God, but they don't do the will of God. Right. Y'all hear that? Yeah. There are people that, amen. Now we see that Michael probably sees this uh, there at, uh, at, the, at Salazar Roofing. Um, there are probably people that do, do the work, but don't do your will. They work, but they don't really do what you wanted them to do. They don't do your will. See, that, 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 that's a double-edged sword because when people will do the work, but they won't do the will, it, 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 brings, uh, it, it causes contempt. It, it causes division. It doesn't produce the warm buzzies and the numb tinglings. Same thing with God. There are people that will do the work of God, but they don't do the will of God. And God, I mean, if you know God, it's important that we both do his will and do his work. Right. So there are people that are currently, many people that are currently doing work that we could put in the category of being the work of God. Preaching, teaching, ministering. Now let's go. It, it gives the category. It says in the next verse. Go to the next verse. Uh, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? So there are people that are doing the works of God. These are people. Now, now what's, what's hard for us to understand is how can someone do the work of God and, and live outside of the will of God? Well, the same way you can work for Salazar Roofing and not do the will of Salazar Roofing. The same, the same way you can work here at Winter's Church and not do the will of, 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 of the pastor. There's, there's some of you that are serving in ministry and you're doing the work, but you're discontent in doing it. And that's not within the will of the Father. It's not even in the will of the pastor of this church that you do it in discontentment or disingenuously. But... Some of us, it's, it's the only way we know. Some of us are doing it that way until something shifts. I think that's a good thing if you're looking for it to shift. But you can't keep doing it um, and uh, just think that something is going to change if you're not looking for change. Anyhow, so there's lots of, there's lots of, uh, just because you're doing the work of God doesn't mean that you're doing the will of God. They're, the Corinthian church. Uh, how many of y'all remember that the Corinthians Paul had to rebuke the Corinthians because um, he said, in fact, let's go there. Go to 1 Corinthians real quick. Go to 1 Corinthians. I'm going to read this because I'm not going to make the assumption that people know 
of this stuff. Uh, those of you that have hung out here at some time or another, I've said it, you may not even remember, but we're going we're gonna to figure it out. Amen. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So he says this. He says, oh, man. Let's start at the beginning. Verse 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, and Sosthenes, my, our brother. What a name. I thought my name, Saragossa, was wild. Sosthenes. Anyway, under the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, <clears throat> called to be saints uh, with all that in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus, uh, both theirs and ours, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 4, look what he says. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you've come behind in no gift. Are you all seeing this? Can we, Jess, can you, can you switch that over um, into uh, um, English Standard Version? Let's see what that says in the English. Go back to verse 6 and we'll start at verse 6 in English Standard Version. See what it says there. Look what it says. Uh, next, uh, verse 5, verse 5. That in every way you are enriched in him in all speech and in all knowledge. Next verse. Even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you. Next verse. So that you are, lack, you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ. So notice this. The Corinthians, look at me, y'all. The Corinthians were tongue-talking, gift-manifesting believers. These people functioned in the gifts of the Spirit. In fact, Paul tells them, you weren't lacking in any gift. They prophesied, they spoke with tongues, they interpreted tongues, they discerned spirits, they healed the sick, they did miracles, they operated in the gift of faith, they had the gifts of the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. Operate. That's what he said. You guys functioned in gifts. You came behind. Why, why do you... Now, now, now uh, we know that that's true because he talked to them about spiritual gifts in this very epistle in the, in the later chapters, right? He talked to them about those gifts again. So, but he tells them in the very first chapter, you came behind in no gift. Now, go to chapter three. <laughs> something, something really unusual happens in chapter three. Chapter three, verse, uh, hold on a second. Chapter three, verse one. And, and I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. Now, these are people that spoke with tongues, interpreted tongues, discerned spirits, healed sick. Are y'all hearing me? Because see, there's, there's some of us, we fall into that category. We, we, we know about the gifts of the Spirit. We know about the manifestations of the Spirit. Some of us know how to get up under the flow of the anointing somewhat. We, uh, you know, we have, we have been participants in fire tunnels and, and, uh, and hand laying and anointing and uh, all, all kinds of stuff. But Paul says to the Corinthians who did spiritual stuff, who did the gifts of the Spirit, who by all appearances, now think about this. If, if we were looking at the Corinthian church, in the, if they were existed in the United States of America today, we'd look at that group and we'd say, those people, they got it going. If we were Pentecostal, spirit-filled people, now them people, they got it going on because they function. You know, most people, what, what their qualifications, if they're spirit-filled people, Pentecostal people, their qualification for going to a church is that that church operates in the spirit. Now, that they, now here, that's what they say, but here's what they mean. They want to go to a church where the gifts are in operation. You know what? Having the gifts in operation is no guarantee that that's a good church. Because through Jesus' through own words, 
<laughs> in that scripture we've been reading, he said, there are going to be some in that day that say, didn't we do this gift and didn't we do that gift and didn't we have cast out devils and didn't we heal the sick and do many mighty works? But what's, what, what, what was wrong in those people's life according to the scripture before it? Well, they didn't do the will. They did the work, but they didn't do the will. That was the problem with the Corinthians. They did the work, but they weren't doing the will. If Michael had a chance to say something here, because this is something he's been, I think the Lord has been working with him on because he mentions it nearly every time we're here on a Wednesday night, but he'll, and, which is good because, but he talks about the difference between the empowering anointing and the abiding anointing. The anointing that's in us and the anointing that's upon us. The Spirit of God that came in us when we got born again and the Spirit of God that comes upon us in Holy Ghost baptism. The abiding anointing or the Spirit within us is for our walk. The Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost baptism, Holy Spirit coming upon us is for the work. If you neglect, your, the, the anointing that's in you is for you. The anointing upon you is for everybody else. If all you work on is the anointing that's upon you for everybody else, you're going to neglect the anointing that helps you. And listen, the anointing upon you doesn't help you not one bit. The only way it helps you is to, is to function in the ability of God to help others. That's the work of the anointing upon. But the anointing in you is there to help you to walk out your salvation and work it out with fear and trembling. It's the anointing in you that will cause you to, to live a sanctified, a set-apart life, to live holy. If you neglect the anointing that's in you and only function on the anointing that's upon you, then all those things that are in you will eventually bite you in the butt. If, you're, if you have lust deep down on the inside of you, it will become... Uh, it will, not, only, not only will that lust eventually come out and uh, manifest, but it'll be accentuated because of the anointing. It'll 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 almost take on a a a, 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 a amen. I feel like I'm tripping over my tongue this morning. It'll 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 take on a more vicious nature. Are y'all hearing me today? Praise God. That's and that's that's the reason why we can have people in church. Preachers that get up and we hear about them, like uh, people like Jimmy Swagger, who would get up and preach to millions of people and lead millions of people to Christ and do the work of Jesus. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're, uh, he comes out in a magazine uh, and on television and uh, throughout the church world, uh, pictures of him with a prostitute coming out of a hotel room with a prostitute. How can that be? See, people, they're like, well, he was a charlatan. He was a fake. No, he did the work of God, but somewhere in his life, he wasn't doing the will of God. Amen. Amen. That's why, that's why I got up here and I gave you that whole dissertation this morning. Listen, church, I know that some of you aren't going to leave here and go sleep with prostitutes. I know some of you aren't going to leave here and find you a crack house and do some crack. I, I know it's not going to, some of you aren't going to go to those, to those drastic lengths. But I'm going to tell you something. If you don't start, if you don't start being about the business of, of, of following that abiding anointing. If you don't abide in him and his word abide in you, then somewhere down the line, what, what you've neglected is going to bite you in the butt. And it's going to keep you from being able to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And God forbid that you stand before God one day and you say, Lord, I, I was on the worship team. I taught Sunday school. Lord, I, I was on temple ministry. I, I traveled with Brother Ziggy, going from revival to revival. I paid my tithe. When Pastor Zig needed an interior in his airplane, I wrote a check. Lord, I did all these things. And then he has to say to us, Depart from me. I didn't know you. We, you never did the will of the Father. You never did the will of the Father. 
See, you got to do the will of God whether you want to or you don't want to. Whether you like it or you don't like it. Whether it feels good or it Sometimes to do the will of God feels real good. And at other times, it sucks big time. So these people that did all these gifts, Don, he said to them, I could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. Next verse. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it, and even now you're not ready. Next verse. For you are still of the flesh, for there is jealousy. Ooh, listen to this. Listen, if some of you cringed when we put Gaby Flanoy's picture up there as member of the quarter, if some of you were like, guess, guess what category you fall in. And I'm not, t- I'm, not t- I'm not telling you this as a rebuke. I'm just telling you recognize. There's jealousy, strife. Are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? Next verse. For when, amen. Now look, look, look at me. Well, aren't we all just human? No, we're not. We're, listen, we're, 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 all human, we're all human beings. But not all of us have, not all of us are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Not all of us have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living on the inside of them. And those that have Jesus, the spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead living on the inside of them, the Bible says are a different breed of people. They're new creatures. Amen. A whole new species. A whole different kind of individual. Glory to God. Amen. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. We're no longer the children of disobedience. We're no longer the children of darkness. We're the children of light. Amen. We should no longer find joy and happiness or find peace in the darkness, but we ought to dance and rejoice in the light of God. Amen. Is this helping anybody here today? Well, I don't think we're going to get to the other part of this. I don't know if you know this, but I am currently on a tangent. One that, the one that is helping us, I think, a whole bunch. Amen. <laughs> so, for, and and this, is, this is what was going on with them. For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos. Are you not being merely human? Next verse. What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. Ooh, listen to that. Assignment. Next verse. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. You know, you know what? It's, it's important that you recognize those that God has called you to labor with. But not to put so much importance on them that you forget that it's God who brings the increase. It's not the personality. It's not the influence of that individual. It's the anointing of the Spirit. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But God gave the growth. Next verse. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives growth. Next verse. He who plants and he who waters are one. And each will receive his wages according to his labor. Next verse. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. Amen. According to the grace of God given to me like a skilled master builder. Now notice he didn't call himself a skilled master blesser. But a skilled master builder. Some of us are looking for master blessers instead of master builders. Some of us are trying to be master blessers instead of master builders. Glory to God. You know what? God's trying to raise up in this church, not skilled master blessers. 
That's why I'm preaching this to you today. God hadn't called, God, God hadn't called me to raise up a bunch of people that are just going to rise up and bless people. But God has called me to raise up a bunch of people that are going to build. Amen. One stone upon another. Amen. A line upon line. Precept upon precept. Here a little. There a little. Amen. Until the perfect building is built. One that's strong and has a firm foundation. One that's going to stand when the wind blows and when the water falls. When the floods come. Amen. I laid a foundation and someone else built upon it. Let's each one take care how he builds upon it. Amen. All right. That's enough of that. Praise God. That help anybody here? Amen. Now I usually like to preach on Sunday, but I'm feeling awfully teachy today. Amen. So go back to that verse in Matthew. You remember where it was? Matthew chapter 4. I'm sorry, 7. <laughs> Verse 21. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. I am so glad. I am so glad. <laughs> Verse 21. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father. So we're not just going to say this with me. Say, we're not just going to do the work. We're going to do his will. But he who does the will of my father. Next verse. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Next verse. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So lawlessness is when we do our own will uh, instead of the will of God. When we do our own desires instead of the will of the Father. It's, that's iniquity, lawlessness. When, you, when God's looking for you to praise and you refuse to praise, you're in lawlessness. Lawlessness isn't, you know, lying, cheating, stealing, fornicating, adulterating, these things of that nature. Lawlessness or uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, iniquity, thank you. Iniquity or lawlessness is when we choose something above the desire and the will of God. Lucifer didn't get kicked out of heaven because he was proud. The Bible says Lucifer got kicked out of heaven because iniquity, lawlessness was found in him. What was the lawlessness? You know what? Lucifer, oh. we've gone over this, right? We've, we've got, I've gone over this with y'all. Lucifer, Lucifer, again, think about this. Lucifer, the Bible says, where's that scripture at? Where, where it says he, Amen. I, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> Let me, I got to read this. I don't want to make any assumptions here. <clears throat> What's it say? Iniquity was found in the heart of Lucifer. Is it that one? Or no, I, I'm looking for the one that says that... Um, Oh my gosh. That's Tyler. Do you need a new iPad? I, I keep breaking it. Sheree. I got a word about the break. The name of Jesus. That's right. She got a word about that. <laughs> but it's only because I use this sleeve. I got to get something else and put in here. Are you saying my sleeve is cheap? No, that's why I use it's it. It's the operator. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, I'm looking for the one where it says, uh, uh, where he said... Thank you, Isaiah 14. Come on now, Clint. He's in there, boy. Bible quiz. I'm a, he was a Bible quiz guy. Was that Isaiah 14? Uh, 14. We'll start 12. All right, 12. Look what it says. Oh, how you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. This is talking about Lucifer. How you are cut down to the ground. You who laid the, fa the, the, the laid the nations low. Next verse. You look what it says. Look, pay attention. Who is this? Now there's a verse. There's another verse that says that he was he was in heaven, and 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 he was important until iniquity was found in him. That one that one's in Ezekiel. Until iniquity was found in lawlessness, lawlessness. So Lucifer, man, maybe I should have put that one up there. What is it? Ezekiel, what tree was it? Ezekiel 30 something. Yeah. All right. Anyway, 
Find it, Tyler. And I'm going to tell you what it is. Don't go there, though, Jess. Twenty-eight fifteen. Read it, Ty, real quick. Oh. Read it, Gabe. Are you not there either? No. Okay. Go ahead. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created. Till iniquity was found in you. He's talking about Lucifer. You were perfect in your ways when you were created until iniquity was found in you. What was it that got Lucifer cast out of heaven? Iniquity. Lawlessness. Lawlessness. Not pride. You know what? Religion. Religion will draw you into that. There's nowhere in the Bible that says Lucifer was kicked out of heaven for pride. iniquity lawlessness was found well what's lawlessness when we when when you choose your will over god's will now look isaiah chapter 14 now now we'll read it here's 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 the iniquity this is the iniquity that was found in lucifer are you ready you said in your heart i will ascend into heaven above the stars of god i will ascend to heaven above the stars of god does that sound familiar to anyone? Have you? We used to sing a song uh, in church said, I'm so glad Jesus set me free. Anybody remember that? I'm so glad Jesus set me free. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah. Lee's like, I never heard it. Jesus set me free. Then, and then it says, then we said, Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. And then, then after that one, we go into another verse. It says, I'm on my way to heaven, shouting victory. So we as Christians, we say what? We're going where? We're going where? We're going where? So Lucifer says it. What exactly was wrong with Lucifer saying that? I will ascend into heaven. I'll ascend to heaven above the stars of God. That's what we say. We're going to heaven. We're not, we, we haven't been made a little lower than the angels. Not, you know, we've been, we've been made above the angels, above the stars of God. We're just a little under God. We're, we didn't, what'd you say, Clint? We didn't put ourselves there. Who put us there? He did. By his will. Not by our will, by his will. So what made it iniquity? What made it iniquity? What made it wrong for Lucifer? He said, I will. I will. Are y'all getting this? Look at how the next one starts. I will set my throne on high. Listen, don't none of us want to be low? Exactly. I will sit on the Mount of Assembly in the far reaches of the north. Next verse. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. See, that's iniquity. What Lucifer, listen, we say that. How many of you say you want to be like God? Anybody want to be like God? I want to be like God. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that if we're going to be like him, then we're going to have to depend upon him. It's, it's his will. That's, it's not our will to be like him. He said, he said, I'm holy. Now And then he said this to us. Now, you be holy like I'm holy. You be like me. That was, that's the will of the Father. So it's not iniquity for us because it falls within the will of God. It was iniquity for Lucifer because it was, that wasn't God's will for Lucifer. In fact, Lucifer had had many of these things already at the will of God, but he couldn't do that as he willed. So it was that iniquity that got him cast. It was that lawlessness that got him cast out of heaven. Do you all understand this? Is this or is this flying over your head? Or do you get this? Listen, in the same way we miss out on what God has for us when we do things according to what we want instead of what he wants. Boy, man, that's right. 
That means you can be you can be in iniquity if you're over here cutting the rug and shouting and woo, Lordy, and that's not what the Lord is offering in the moment. You're in iniquity. You're off in lawlessness because you're outside of the will. When you sit here on your hands and do absolutely nothing, when you've been called to worship, guess what that is? That's iniquity. That's lawlessness because you've chosen something that you wanted over something that we know that God wants. You who. I had a lady, what was her name? What was her name over at Richmond? Chris, Christine, Christine, Pam, yeah, Pam Romer. Yoo-hoo! That's how she would say amen. <laughs> it's the same thing that Jesus was talking about. Folks, here's, here's what I'm trying to get across to you this morning. I'm going to quit with this. We've got to avoid anything that keeps us out of the will of the Father. Because the more we entertain that stuff that's outside of God's will, the more we jeopardize our position when this thing is all over with. You know what? If you'll compromise the will of God for some things, you'll be willing to compromise the will of God for more and more and more and more. Our associations. That's what we were talking about, law of association. That's a part of the law of association. When it comes to the law of association, we have to, we have to be careful that those that uh, God brings us in association with, number one, that they're the people that God has called us to come into an association with. And you know what? If God's called you to come into association, that, that's, I think that's where that gets muddied. And I'm a, man, I need to stop. I need to stop because I can, I'm going to open up something and I'm not going to be able to finish it. So I'm going to, what? You, you said keep going? Listen, Pastor Andy said keep going. I feel, I feel the anointing on that. Amen. And she got them boots on. I'm, amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. That law of association, we, we got we to quit getting that muddled up. You know, I, I appreciate, I appreciate people wanting to serve here at Winner's Church, wanting to be a part of everything that's happening here. And God, I know that God has uh, called many of you to in, into an association with us. But understand the association. The association has to do with the anointing and not with the person or the individual. Some of you think that the only way for you to get what God has for you uh, in this church and through this ministry is to have me over at your house, sitting in a lazy boy, eating Cheetos, watching football. Listen, I'm going to tell you, that is not... Now, you know what? We have associations like that with people in this church. There are people that we... That we Ted and Debbie, you know, we have... Y'all don't know and will never know <clears throat> all that Annie and I have shared with this couple. I, I, I say this, and some of you may think that I'm blowing this way out of proportion, but I mean this literally. We would literally not be here today doing what we're doing if it had not been for what God did through these individuals. And they have been through things with us that y'all will never, y'all will never go through the thing. Y'all have, y'all have never had to, uh, y'all have never had to get together with Annie and I and her and I bring over a couple cans of stuff and you have a couple cans of stuff and we put it together just so we can have dinner. But see, we did that with them. Oh, yeah. We lived in the drive-by apartments together where you had to look out that you didn't get shot when That's someone right. did a drive-by. You couldn't, leave your, you couldn't leave your shoes at the front porch if they was muddy because it didn't matter where they were muddy. Someone was going to steal them. That's right. <laughs> but see, there was a time... That literally, we were with them day in and day out. Not, not, listen, I'm not talking about we spent, we saw them for a couple hours. I'm literally, Annie lived with them. And wherever she lived, I was. Because we were in the courting process. We were literally at Ted and Debbie's house 
from sunup to sundown. We ate with them. We, tr we went places with, we shopped with them. We vacated with them. We did literally everything with them. And then when we weren't with them, Ted was with me everywhere all the time. Sheree, don't, Sheree and I don't have the same thing when we go. Well, I see Sheree at lunchtime. I see Sheree at church. I see Sheree when we arrive. I see Sheree when we leave. That's not how it was with me and Ted. Ted was with me in the car, going into the hotel. We stayed in the same room. We went to the same di dinner. We hung out with the pastor the same. We went to church again. We were never, we might as well have been Siamese twins. We might as well have been conjoined. It was day in and day out, every day, all the time. Now, it's not that way anymore. But at one time, that's exactly the way that it was. You know what? None of you are ever going to have that. Never. Some of y'all that get to serve to help us only can because he lets you. You, you all realize that at any moment, you could be out of a job if Ted decides he's about to pick it up again. Go ahead, man. You'll never get another bottle of water. You'll never drive me from the airport. You'll never, none, none of that will ever happen. If, Ted's, if, Ted, if Ted rolls up and says, hey, I'm about to get past this. Well, no, I, I already arranged it. And he says, um, I was here first. Because honestly, if, if Ted, if I was supposed to ride with Tyler and I get a phone call from Ted and Ted says, uh, what time you need for me to pick you up, Pastor? I said, well, I'm riding with Tyler. Now I told him I'm taking you. Okay, well, uh, whenever, Ted. But Ted, he be chillaxing now. Do you understand? He's in, he got a blanket over his leg. He in retirement mode. <laughs> but, at, but at any moment, but at any moment, but at any moment, y'all understand? Do you, do, you know, do you know that to honor these people, that if Ted decided he wanted to get up and do something, that for you to honor and to, and to maintain right, right order, you should, you should back up and say, what, you tell me what you want to do, Ted. What, what do you need for me to do? What can I do to help you? Because these things, these things, they happen not according to the order of man, but according to, now listen, that, that don't have nothing to do with mine and Ted's. Ted is associated with me because the Lord associated him with me. But this that we maintain has to do with the spirit. Amen. Let's go the other way. If, if Ted says he's going to take on some responsibility and do something, I'm ex I expect him to do it. If he doesn't do it, I'll call Tyler or, or Cherie or I'll call Michael or I'll call Eric or I'll call, I'll call somebody. That's right. Don. Gabe. When I call Gabe, though, he's like, oh, Dad, I got things to do. Boy, go do this. <laughs> <laughs> I will eventually. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it, just not when you want me to. Uh, anybody else have that problem with their kid? Anyway. The, amen. Say the law of association. Association, the law of association has to do with doing the will of the Father. And connecting with those that, God's, that God has had you to connect with. Amen. Some of you are like, well, I'm not sure the Lord told me. Well, you've been here a long time. L listen to me. I'm a, I will. I'll quit with this. People are already getting off the bus. I start to, see, when you start talking about stuff challenges people, they get off the bus. Listen to me. For five more minutes, listen to me. We, I've had people come to me and say, Pastor, we're going to find us another church. And I was like, okay, Why? Well, we just, we're not being fed here, and uh, the men in this church are weak, and, uh, you know, I mean, just, I, I actually had someone tell me that. I was like, men in the church are weak. 
Have you ever hung out with the men in this church? You, you got to have some thick skin to hang out with the men in this church. Don't let them, don't let them catch you sleeping. Eric will take a picture of you. <laughs> and it will make the rounds behind your back. You won't know about it till it's too late. <laughs> Just say something crazy on one of our threads. You will get dogpiled in a New York second. You have to have thick skin. The women look at our text and they're like, should you guys be saying this? I, Twyla has told me before. She said, you need to stop Michael. You need to call him and tell him to quit because this is not, no, this is, but you know what? We have learned if you're going to hang out with us, you got you to learn how to take it and dish it out because we are men. Listen, the California done been taken out of all these men in here. Amen. They might have come from California, but ain't no California left in them. Thank God. <laughs> but I, I had him tell me that. I had to say, you know what? Well, we're not growing here. And, and I'm like, I'm not growing we need more of the word. I'm like, oh, more? I mean, we do have a podcast. You can always go back and listen. I mean, I think we do pretty good with the word. I mean, preaching it anyhow or teaching it. And it's challenging every time. You know, sometimes I feel bad because it's always a challenge. It's never like, y'all are doing great, man. Just get, get there. I mean, y'all are doing great. But it's, it's not like you hear that every week. You're, hey, man, oh, let's just rejoice. No, it's always like, you're doing great. But let's, put, let's persevere. Let's get, it, let's get in there farther. And so they, they said that. And, and uh, I wish I could remember where I was going with this. But anyway, no, I remember. <laughs> But there's some that they, they, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, then they said this, they said to me, they said, I said, well, but the Lord brought you here. And they said, no, Lord didn't bring us here. I said, he didn't No, when we came here, it was just, we just decided to come here because we didn't have any other place. And so we don't feel really obligated to stay. I said, so let me ask you a question. I said, what do you do with verses like this? The steps of the righteous. are ordered by God. The steps of the righteous. You know, I'm just trying to think, I'm just trying to think of some, I know I remember, I remember when Clint came to our church and uh, when we was over on West, when he first showed up and I didn't know who Clint was. I was looking at him, I was eyeballing him, I was trying to be uh, Talisha's daddy. I, I was looking at him hard. I was like, you know, Talisha don't have no one around to look at a fella hard, so I'm going to look at him hard and make him nervous, you know. Be like, what makes you think you can hang with Talisha? I think we all kind of took that on a little bit. I think Clint, Clint he might have been feeling the heat a little bit, a little bit. Because I think, you know, we, we, we get protective. This family, you know. And so we weren't, trying to, we weren't trying to really run him off. We just wanted to make sure that he was right. But I can't, re I can't remember Clint. I think Clint came to Winter's Church because of Talisha. Really? I mean, that's why, I, that, uh, that's why Isaiah was coming to Winter's He said, no, I'm not coming because of Michael. I'm like, well, you know, take Michael out of the equation. Would you be here? I'd like to think. Yeah, you'd like to think it, but I'm sure you wouldn't. You know, there's an incentive. There's, you know. Huh? Yeah, amen. Nice, warm, sweet-smelling incentives. So, <laughs> so, so Clint, I, you know what? I'm not sure that if we ask Clint, and I, I mean, I'm, I hope I use, he's okay if we use them as an example. I'm not sure that if we ask Clint, hey, when did the Lord tell you to come to Winter's I don't think he could identify that. But you know what? You, you, he... I'll tell you what he can't say. He can't say the Lord didn't bring him. 
because the steps of the righteous man are ordered by God. And sometimes God don't have to tell you. All he has to do is order your steps and make sure that you end up where he wants you and where he, amen. 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 Praise God. And so that ought to be enough of an assurance for any of us, whether we heard the word of the Lord or we didn't hear the word of the Lord. If you ended up here and you've been here this long, I'm going to tell you right. If you came here and you've been here this long, then God wanted you to be associated with what was happening here. Amen. Amen. Some of you women and, or men that are looking for a spouse, some of you waiting to hear the word of the Lord. Listen, some of you, God's going to draw you close to someone. I'll use Gabe as an example. Emma's here this morning. This is Emma's first day here at Winter's Church. Uh, she, is a, uh, uh, she is being uh, grafted in. Amen. But anyhow, you know, Gabe, Gabe, and, Emma, Gabe and Emma, Gabe's known Emma. How long have you known Emma, Gabe, since a, a freshman? Freshman year, freshman year, they were associated with one another, and they became associated with one another, and they continued to be associated with one another, and, but they weren't associated with one another in the uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, kind of deal, but there was that association, and they kept finding themselves associated with one another, and we, you know, we would ask Gabe over the years, we'd say, there'd be winter, you know, what do they call that, winter uh, formal or ball or the whatever, uh, fall ball, winter formal, uh, uh, then there's uh, prom and things like that, huh? Homecoming, things of that nature. And so we're like, Gabe, who you taking to homecoming? Who you? I ain't taking nobody. Well, Gabe, give it, get the, we, get, we get out the yearbook, start looking at pictures. But then, that's fine. I like, find somebody in here, you know? But like, this girl, she looks cute. She's pretty nice looking girl. Why don't you ask her? Dad, no, you don't even know. That girl's a demon. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> you know, so we. <laughs> We look at, you know, through the year, trying to find him, you know, just trying to get him to connect with somebody. I, I told him, I said, you can go with these girls as friends. He's like, you can't go with these girls as friends. Dad, if I give them the, the wrong impression, they're going to be pestering me, and then we're going to end up not being friends. I don't want to go through that. I'm looking for the right one. I want the right one. I want the right one. You know, it, that, that made me proud. But I still want to get some pictures, you know, at a dance or something. So we were like, well, that's good. You know, you're, you're good. Well, then one day he comes home and he's like, I just want to talk with you guys. Now, you know, this didn't typically happen with a, you know, uh, a, a, well, you were a sophomore, right? Sophomore? No. Junior. So his junior year. Dad, I, Mom, I, I believe I like someone. What? Get the yearbook out. Where's the yearbook? No, no, we're not getting the yearbook out. He, he hid the yearbook from us because he did it. <laughs> He's like, I think I'm, I'm going to ask this girl out. We were like, oh, look at you. They're going to go to a dance or something. It's going to be great. But all of a sudden, you know, and then Ted makes it real good. He's taking pictures. <laughs> what is it that you do to him, Gabe? <laughs> yeah, Ted, turn around, Ted. <laughs> well, you know, that association, it, it took a minute, but they concluded that this association was leading somewhere. Well, you know, it is. And by the ending of this year, that association will, will progress into the place where God intended for it to be. Amen. 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 Glory to Eric and Shelby. They tried to hang, they tried not to hang out with one another, but there they, they just kept on. And you know, there are people, there are people in, in both of these things. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, don't do it. There was, that was that way with Gabe and Emma. Don't do it. Don't do it. Michael and Twyla, don't do it. Don't do it. Heck, they only got married since they were members of this church. They was. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I better not say that. No, no, I'm just, laying. I'm just messing with him. Messing. <laughs> uh, they, got, they got married by an Elvis impersonator. That was it. No, no, no. 
<laughs> no, no, it wasn't that way. I'm just playing. I'm playing Twilight. Like, she's looking at me like, man, don't be doing that to me. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, uh, Tyler and Ayla, don't do it. Huh? Jasmine and Andrew, don't do it. Ted and Debbie. After three days. You know, Ted was, Ted was all like, we're going to get married. After three days. A week. There's a week, all right. And Debbie agreed. She's like, just as soon as my divorce is final, I'm going to marry you. Is that how it was, Debbie? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they went to Texas because they didn't have to wait. <laughs> Man, the ink wouldn't even dry on the divorce papers. <laughs> but, you know, that's a good example of the law of association. Because some, some people, they wonder, they wonder, should we even be together? Listen, if you've been together, if, you, if you've been together longer than a year, you might want to start thinking about it. If you keep being drawn, you might want to start, don't, don't, well, I hadn't heard nothing from the Lord. You mean your steps aren't ordered by God? You mean God doesn't know how to put you in the right place at the right time around the right people and associate you right where you need to be so that you can glean and, are y'all hearing me today? Come on, somebody. Boy, I'm telling you right now, some of y'all ought to shout. Because some of y'all, the enemy be trying to, did I, did I? I know, I know Ted and Debbie have looked at one another at times and thought, did I make a mistake? But you know, your steps are ordered. See, they, they, they went through all that process when they were still lost. I'm sure, Talisha, I, I bet you all have looked at each other a time or two and said, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But you know, Talisha's like, well, maybe not. Your steps are ordered. <laughs> Man, we're having marriage counseling right here in this church. Your steps are ordered on a Sunday morning. Listen, you ought to thank God every day. Amen. Now, I heard from God. <laughs> I'm going to have to turn it. <laughs> they have a little church service back there. I'll save it till you get home. Amen. <laughs> Stand up everywhere. We'll get more into the biblical law of association. Does this help anybody here today? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We had received our tithe and offering. If you're a tither and an offering giver, and most of you are, then uh, let's, let's, forget, let's get our tithe and our offering prepared. Uh, week, week number one in supersede to this week is five. Man, I got to do my supersede today. Uh, $5 over and above your tithe and your offer. For me today, it's 10 bucks over and above. I've, I'm doubling my super seed. Doubling my super seed. So uh, whatever it is that your super seed is, sow it today. $5 over and above. If it's $10 over and above, whatever it is. you're texting to give or you're giving online however it is that you give let's give today but we're believing God <clears throat> a part of our association you know you can you know you can determine based on the fact that God brought you here to Winner's Church whether he led you here by your steps being ordered or he spoke to you and told you to come here no matter how you came here if you're here you're here for a purpose and one of the things that you can that you can glean from our association is this. You know, when Lot hung out with Abraham, the blessing that God promised Abraham came on Lot. That's right. When Elisha hung out with Elijah, the blessing that was on Elijah rested on Elisha. When Paul hung out with Timothy, the blessing that was on Paul rested on Timothy. When Joshua hung out with Moses, the blessing that was on Moses fell upon Joshua. Listen. 
Whatever the Lord has anointed us with, He intends on anointing you with it too. And do you know where God has blessed us big time? Right here in finance. I'm going to tell you right now, every one of you ought to be believing God for increase. And I'm not talking about a little bit. You know what? Can I come into it? Look at me, y'all. Will you come into agreement with me on something? That you are going to be wealthy. You are stepping over. You're, you're coming out of you're coming out of poverty. You're coming out of middle class. God is taking you to the place where you have way more than enough. Way more than Eric took a picture of a jet sitting on the uh, tarmac at, at uh, Guthrie when he was leaving the other day. He and I spent the several hours together on uh, last week, and he sent a picture of this jet, a serious jet. And I sent, him a, I sent him a text back. I said, if I hit the million flow first, I buy you one. If you hit the million flow first, you buy me one. I said, either way, we have one in the name of Jesus. He's like, deal. Amen. I'm talking about wealth. Way more than enough. Way more than enough. You know, you know, what, you know what I believe God will do? God will take the foundation of this church, which is y'all. And when we grow to a thousand people, that the foundation of this house be able to do everything that God tells us to do, whether the other thousand participated or not. Because he settles it with us. Amen. So I come into agreement with you, way more than enough. I declare, listen, if you don't have a house, if you're renting, I declare you're going to buy in the name of Jesus. Not only are you going to buy, but you're going to own it, and you're going to own it debt-free in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Houses in the name of Jesus. Listen, if you, if you need a car, I'm declaring car cometh in the name of Jesus. Not a car you're going to have to pay on forever, but you're going to get that car, and if you took out a five-year note, you're going to pay it off five months, six months, eight months, ten months. The bank's going to start calling you, asking you if you need their money, instead of you calling them and asking them for money. In the name of Jesus, glory to God, glory to God, way more than enough. Look at someone. Tell them way more than enough. In the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> but see, that's one of those things that as we give our tithe and our offering, you ought to be like, Lord, you brought me amongst people that you've called to live on a higher level. And so I come into agreement with that in the name of Jesus. Lord, it is your will to prosper me. Way more than enough. You know, there's, if God sent you to, to uh, Bur Burundi or Tanzania, or, then you may not expect to walk in the measure. But that's not where you're at. You're right here in Oklahoma City. Where's church? So I thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for every tither, for every offering giver, for everyone, Lord, that is stepping out in faith, obeying, believing, trusting your word. God, I come into agreement right now in the name of Jesus for supernatural increase. Lord, I declare way more than enough in the name of Jesus. Way more than enough. Lord, I thank you that you are blessing your people with all that they need and that you're doing exceeding abundantly above all they could ask or think. Father, I thank you that you're opening up doors for them, doors that will create streams of revenue, According to your will, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for provision. Thank you, Lord, for increase. I bind the spirit of lack in the name of Jesus. It is not allowed to function in heaven, and because it's not allowed to function in heaven, it's not allowed to function here in this place. And I loose, Lord, your abundance. Because... Everything good abounds in heaven. So I declare everything good will abound here to your people on earth in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So we give today, and we give cheerfully and joyfully for your glory. In Jesus' name, everybody that believed it said amen. Amen. All right. You can bring, if you have an offering, you can bring it. If, you, if, if you've done it online, that's good. Listen, I sure, I sure love and appreciate y'all. This coming Wednesday, we're here, so I will continue on spiritual warfare, answering some of the questions that some of you all had concerning spiritual warfare. Listen, you don't want to miss it. If you, if you haven't, if you haven't been here or you haven't listened to them on the podcast or on the app, listen to them because the Lord is bringing some stuff out that is helping. Well, everybody that's listened to it has been helped. And so, uh, I, I guess I didn't realize that they, these were things that some of us didn't really know. Uh, and so, uh, even Annie has been like, man, I'm, she's quizzing me on the way home. She's like, wait a minute, I didn't know this. It's like, well, I'm sorry. I kind of felt like Adam there for a minute in the garden. I, I should have told her horse, right? But anyway, praise God. Isn't Pastor Annie doing better? Listen, she preached a message, boy. I tried to get her to preach it at Revival. She, but that's all right. Next time. Amen. Amen. All right, listen. Wednesday night, we're here at 7. Uh, come expecting. Invite someone to come with you. We'll continue on spiritual warfare. I love you. I appreciate you. You guys are awesome. Uh, go in his presence. Keep these things in your heart. Let them work in your life. And let's come together on Wednesday uh, and let the Lord have his way and do his will in the name of Jesus. I'll see you all for sure on Wednesday. Have a blessed, blessed afternoon. Amen.